From MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. I'm Sherita Brent here with Ashley Jeffcoat, Digital Media Director for MPB. Since school has begun, we'll talk about how to use parental controls on things like an iPhone or an iPad. We'll talk about taking care of tech devices issued to your children by the school. Also, how to protect your child from social media predators or cyber bullies. You can give us a call at any time this morning. The number is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We will be back right after the news. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sharita Brent in studio with Ashley Jeffcoat, Digital Media Director for MPB. And school has begun, so today we'll talk about parents and getting you geared up for the school year. Uh, what are your options as far as parental controls are concerned on these tablets and phones and things like that? And how do you help your child take care of tech devices that are issued by the school? We'll also talk about protecting your children from things on social media like cyber bullies or predators, things like that. You can give us a call. Uh, do you have any rules for your children when it comes to screen time or for yourself when it comes to screen time during the week? Do you have any concerns about your kids being on the Internet out of your presence? You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. Do you have any questions about buying a new tech device for your child or student? 877-672-7464 is the number. You can also send an email to Everyday tech at mpbonline.org good morning ashley how's it going this morning it's, uh, it's going pretty good pretty great good. can't complain um so we had an email people want to know about the podcast um, yeah uh, route how do they get our podcast so you can get the everyday tech podcast a couple of different ways um if you have itunes or an iDevice or some kind you can just search for everyday tech and we will be the option that comes up right there at the top um, we are also available through um, the Pocket Casts apps, Family, so any of their apps that you might use, we're on those. We are listed in a couple of other um, podcast directories right now, so it's slowly making its way out to just about every single podcast carrier that exists. Mm-hmm. But um, if you can't find us on your podcast carrier, you can just go to mpbonline.org slash everydaytech, and there's a button that you can click and it'll give you all the podcast info. And also when you're searching for the various shows, like a show like Money Talks is a common name. So uh, we had to put in Money Talks MPB. So if you don't yeah. see it at the top, you know, go ahead and customize it and add MPB and see if that, that helps it pop up. So, And for those who are maybe not sure, what exactly is a podcast? So a podcast is essentially a feed of information that has all these different, that has little information for every episode. So... When you update a podcast, you just update and say, hey, here's the new episode, here's the information, here's the file. And a podcast reader takes that information and generates a playlist for you of all the episodes. And you can just sit there and listen to all the ones that are in that podcast. 
So can you listen to podcasts offline? Yes. Okay. Most podcast um, apps and things out there that do podcasting will allow you to download podcasts for offline listening. A lot of them also allow for streaming if you have like very limited space on your phone. And can you subscribe to a podcast? So if, for instance, yes. will ours automatically update? Yeah, that's the best part about podcasts mm-hmm. is instead of having to go and check Every time you want to know if there's a new episode, it will just automatically update for you and download the new episodes for you to listen to whenever you're ready. Okay. Sounds good. Um, uh, Do you have any tech news? I've got a couple of things. I thought we'd talk a little bit about some uh, vulnerabilities today. Ah. Uh, Yeah, a little scary, but important news for people. Okay. Um, Something to be aware of. First, we'll talk about an Android vulnerability that exposes 900 million Android devices um, and fixing them is not something that's going to be terribly easy because the problem isn't actually with Android. Okay. It's with some of the internal components in the phones. And this affects just about like all of your major carrier, um, um, all your major manufacturers, um, um, HTC, LG, OnePlus, Google, all of them are affected. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has to do with the chipset that's in there that essentially allows someone who knows how to take advantage of four separate vulnerabilities in those chipsets to gain root access to your phone, which means they'll be able to control speaker, microphone, camera, oh. get, get your personal information out of it, check GPS tracking, all that kind of stuff. Ooh. So it's not great. Um, definitely something to be aware of. So... One thing that you can do is um, Android is looking at trying to find some patches, and this will come in the form of a firmware update for those phones. Okay. So you're you're gonna want to have to you're gonna have to do some looking, but they should be trying. They're trying right now to find some some way to patch around it to keep your stuff safe. So solutions are coming, but it is something to be aware of. It does affect a lot of devices. Well, I'm on the verge of getting a new device. I don't know. I guess this one is reaching its lifespan. But what I was gonna ask you was. Could I just get a new battery or do you think I need a completely new phone? Because the way that it's functioning, I mean, I can't send a text message. It's popping into other things. Yesterday it posted a status on Facebook before I was even finished sending it. <laughs> it it's it's hopping into other messages and I'm sending the wrong thing. It's just going haywire and I don't know why. And it's it's making me nervous. I mean, I don't send anything, you know, I don't have anything vulgar in my phone, right. but I don't want it just sending stuff. Still, <laughs> y- you got some privacy, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, like, it doesn't need to be everybody's business. Right. So is this a matter of I can just get a new battery for the phone or do I need a new phone? Sharita, with the number of problems you've had with that phone <laughs> since you got it, I don't think getting a new battery is going to solve everything. Okay. Oh, man. Uh, I, mean, I would they not... have payment plans, and I know you, you, you were recommending the, uh, the Google Nexus. It's a great phone. Uh, I guess I'm just apprehensive because I have so many things on it. I know they can be transferred, yes. but I have videos and pictures and passwords saved, and so it, it's just the, the inconvenience of having to redo all that. It is super inconvenient, but what's more inconvenient the one-time hassle and slightly continuing effects of, oh, well, I'm going to have to re-put the saved password back in, or the fact that your phone may end up sending all of your personal business out to everybody in the world. Yeah, yeah, that's not what I that's want. A, so I'm going to have to gotta make that decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we have an email. Uh, this one says, you discussed an app to review emails. Would you please send me the name of that app? Thank you. I really enjoy your program. This, I think this may be the one that um, grouped emails. So the name of it is unroll.me. Unroll.me. And that's the web address that you'd go to and where you sign up for it. It doesn't work like an app. 
It works through a web thing and you essentially give it permission to check your email for you. And you can give it a whole bunch of different rules and it'll go through and find out how many different subscriptions you have. And you can tell it to roll those subscriptions up into one email. So instead of giving like 20 emails a day from the various people that, you know, like I like to get my sales paper emails from Michael's. I need to know what's on sale. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to unsubscribe, but I get really tired of getting that one plus Target plus Old Navy plus every other single store I've ever visited in the world (laughs) sending me an email every day. So what you can do with Unroll Me is roll them into one email. So I just get one email every day that has all of those emails in it. That's cool. And I can just kind of scroll through and pick them out. And you can also go through and unsubscribe from stuff you're not interested in receiving anymore. Because in addition to all the ones I actually want to look at, I'm sure, just like everybody else, I get tons that I have zero interest in reading. So you can use Unroll Me to go through and um, get rid of the ones that you don't want anymore, put the ones that you still want to get into one email, or just leave them alone and they'll come straight to your inbox. All right. Um, and one piece of news that I wanted to talk about was Pokemon Go. There have been some inter- interesting things happening. Um, I see something that says a lot of accidents uh, while people yes. are trying to capture Pokemon. So in Baltimore, a driver was trying to play the game while behind the wheel and slammed into a parked police car. Another Smart. situation was a, um, another player thought hunting for Pokemon at night was a cool idea and until he fell in a lake. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> I hope he ruined his phone. Yeah, and someone else was on somebody else's property trying to catch a Pokemon, and they ended up getting fired at with a real weapon. So, I know you are a Pokemon Go <laughs> participant. Am. Any thoughts on safety while while playing this game? So, <clears throat> in one of the most recent updates to the game, oh, excuse me, <clears throat> I'm. She would have shared these almonds with me. She's trying to well, get actually, me out of here. Pokemon is probably infiltrating your throat because he didn't want you to discourage people from... Uh... I'm not. Okay. I'm not going to tell people to stop playing Pokemon Go, but I am going to tell you to play it smart. Mm-hmm. Don't be dumb. Just don't. <laughs> I mean, let's let's really think about it. And one of the things in the latest update to the game, one of the things that they've added are these little pop-up messages every time you turn the game on that say things like, please don't trespass while playing Pokemon Go. Hmm. Please don't walk into traffic while you're playing Pokemon Go, please be aware of your surroundings. Don't drive and play Pokemon Go. Just like with everything else involving our phones, if you're doing it and using your phone at the same time, you are distracted. Mm -hmm. I keep thinking about that video that was around, this is years ago that this video popped up on the internet of a woman who was texting and walking at the same time and fell into a, like a fountain at a mall. I saw that. I saw that. That's what's going to happen if you are looking at your phone and trying to do something else at the same time. Another woman or man ran into a bear, like walked straight <laughs> into a bear. Not smart. <laughs> you can't catch that bear on Pokemon Go. Right. Can't. Well, so if you're going to use Pokemon Go, be very aware of your surroundings. Know where you are. If you need to stop and catch a Pokemon and you're on like a running trail, which is one of my favorite places to go catch is to go to like a park or somewhere mm-hmm. and walk around the park and catch Pokemon as I'm doing it. Make sure that you um, step off the trail so that you're not in the way of people who are running so you don't get run into because mm-hmm. that'll happen because they're probably also playing Pokemon Go. And do you think Pokemon Go is a fad or it's going to get even more popular? That's going to depend entirely on Niantic, the company that made it. Mm-hmm. Um, if they continue to do updates for it to make it a better and more um, 
expensive game, it'll stay around for a while. Like Candy Crush. Like Candy Crush. Like like a whole bunch of other stuff can can still stay popular, but it does depend entirely on how much support it gets from the people who made it. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we get back, we'll jump into the conversation about our overall topic today, which is parents and children and students. How do you use those parental controls on those various tech devices? Uh, how do you take care of tech devices issued to your students and children by the school? Uh, if you have any concerns about your children's Internet use and screen time, give us a call, 877-MPB-RING. If you're worried about cyber bullies and things like that, 877-672-7464 is the number. If you have any questions, questions or comments about podcasts, give us a call or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be back in just a moment. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent here with Ashley Jeffcoat, Digital Media Director for MPB. And since we are in the midst of the school year, the school buses are out. I now see the children on the bus texting because they have their phones <laughs> on the bus, which is new for me to see. Uh, we're talking uh, this morning about parental controls for you parents and things you can incorporate uh, to keep an eye on what your children are doing, how to take care of those tech devices that are issued by the schools and uh, protecting your child from things like cyber bullies on the Internet. But we have a call to get to. Van is in Brandon with a question. Good morning, Van. What do you have for us? Hi. I'm sorry my question is off topic. but it's okay. Um, my sister just moved into a retirement facility. It's three-story with lots of reinforced steel and concrete in the building. And we have now gone to the third uh, cell phone carrier trying to get her cell phone service uh, the, where she can get calls and call out. And uh, I was just wondering if there's any kind of booster um, that would help uh, with her cell phone service. Um, You know, we're kind of out of options here. Yeah, those definitely exist. And they do help with problems like being in a building like that that has that much steel in it. Because that definitely interferes with the ability of the signal to penetrate the building and you can get it in your room. So they make a ton of these. They're not cheap if you're going to get a good one. And if you're going to spend the money, it's worth it to go ahead and try to spend somewhere in the vicinity of um, like 200 250 and up for it. Oh. Yeah, they're not cheap. But I get those. you can get them at any big box store or at most cell phone providers stores also sell them. Okay. And there's tons of different kinds. Um, I'm thinking some of the ones I've seen recently that had really positive reviews, um, the Z-Boost has some Wilson Electronics makes some that have some pretty good ratings. But I think they do work better outside, which may be a problem where you are. Um, but um, there's a couple that are specifically designed to pick up the signal inside the house and, and redistribute that and boost it. And that's probably going to be what you want to look for. So there's several different kinds. But um, like I said, you're going to want to spend a little, at least around $200, $250 to make sure you get one that's of good enough quality to make it worth the money. 
Okay. Well, I appreciate your help. Mm-hmm. Okay. As always. All right, Van, thank you so much for your call. 877-MPB-RING is the number if you want to join the conversation, if you want to talk about parental controls, what kinds of screen time rules do you incorporate in your household when it comes to your children. If you're looking for some kind of tech device, trying to get it for your child slash student, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. If you have any general tech questions, you can call us as well, 877-672-7464, or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. All right, Ashley, so let's talk about parental controls. Um, this is something that I am glad is a thing for parents, um, you know, to, to keep an eye on what their kids are doing or just kind of to uh, kind of to limit their use on certain things because sometimes kids just have no boundaries. They, right. They'll just stay on these devices all day and do whatever they can get their hands on. So <laughs> how do parents even get to parental controls on a particular device like a, a tablet? Um, it's going to be different depending on what kind of device you have. Generally speaking, um, to do it on an iPhone, you'll go through the or an iOS device. This will be a phone, a tablet, any of their Apple products. You'll go through the settings app and then go to general and then you'll go to restrictions. And in there you can turn on all kinds of different restrictions for the phone or the, the program that has like you can allow certain apps to run or not run. You can turn them on or off so that they can't even be opened. You can add things like um, time limits. You can do all kinds of different stuff with mm-hmm. restrictions. So um, definitely something to look at. You can make changes to privacy settings, to the accounts that are available. Lots of different options in there. So that's where you, to get to it, you go through settings, general, restrictions. On an Android device, the way you'll get to it is you go through, um, go to the from the Android home screen, you'll go down to the... Pull from the top right and tap on settings so you'll get into your settings menu. And then you want to add another user profile. Um, And when you do that, you'll be able to set up either just a regular user profile or a restricted profile. Restricted is what you're going to want to do. And when you do that, you'll be given a whole ton of more options. Again, just like with the Apple device on what apps are allowed, time limits, when things can and cannot be used, that kind of stuff. So for an Apple device, it's settings. Um, general restrictions on an Android device, it's settings, um, profile, and then you'll set up a new profile for a restricted user. Now, let me ask, um, how permanent are these things? Is it possible for these genius children to come undo what you have done? It is possible. <clears throat> Almost all of these services do require you to put a password in. Mm. So put in a good password. This reminds me back to the day of parents blocking channels on TV and locking them with a password so I can't watch. I don't know, MTV was banned in my house, so I oh, really? couldn't watch that. Okay. That was not allowed. I think it was HBO for me. Yeah, I'm sure they also had <laughs> HBO blocked and several, a few other things, I'm yeah. sure. But MTV was one that I was particularly guilty about trying to get into all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just like with that, you put in a good passcode that they can't guess. So not their birthday, not, right. the, not the address, not your house number. Something that they're not going to be able to very easily guess. And um, the more, excuse me, the more characters, the better. So if you can do something that's like letters, numbers, symbols, all of that, the longer it is, the harder it's going to be for them to guess it. (laughs) Do you think parents should like take the device out of the child's room at night so they won't even be tempted to get on it? I think that when you, that get, starts getting into really different parenting styles, and mm. I don't want to have to tell parents what to do <laughs> or not to do with their kids. Um, it really depends on the child. By leaving it in there, you do show some level of trust 
that you trust them to make the right decisions and you're giving them the option to make the right decisions. Mm -hmm. You can use parental controls to say like, this thing's not actually going to work between these hours and these hours. And that goes a long way and making sure at least that there's only so much time they're actually capable of using these devices. So Mm -hmm. if you want them to make sure that they're in bed by 10 o'clock, you just turn them off at 10. Because I know as an adult, it's tempting if I have my phone near to get on it. If I hear a notification, I want to check it right then. So I've started putting my phone out of reach. So if I get some kind of notification at midnight, I'm not going to be tempted to get out of my bed and go check it. As opposed to if it were in my bed next to me, I would immediately check it if it's 3 a.m. or whatever time it is. And then I have that bright screen in my face at 3 (laughs) a.m. in the morning. that will wake you right up. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, just a little discipline. Yeah. I use um a quiet mode on mine, nighttime mm-hmm. mode, do not disturb mode. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that after a certain, I think it's at 10 o'clock, it switches to that. So if I get notifications, unless it's from someone in my VIP list, mm-hmm. it, my phone doesn't actually make any noise or vibrate or anything. So I don't know about it. I don't know why I am so afraid to just put my phone on silent at certain times because I feel like the the moment I put it on silent, that's when somebody's going to call me with an emergency. It's just this this kind of paranoia yeah. that I've instilled in myself, and I don't even know if it's legitimate. No, I mean I can. T- that's a totally reasonable fear, especially with how connected we are. That's part of the reason we are so connected. I think is that we're terrified of missing things and not mm-hmm. knowing what's happening. Um, I'm not sure how people survived before the age of instant answers and technology. I I don't, that must have been very difficult. Um, but that's, again, why I really recommend, because I know um, anytime you can set up something like a do not disturb mode, that you have like a list of allowed contacts. Like if it's 10 o'clock at night, my mom's not going to be calling me unless it's an emergency. Right. So I don't, I'm okay with her coming through no matter what. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. But if like my buddy texts me wanting to know, hey, what up? I'm, <laughs> I didn't see that because Nothing. it was bedtime. It's <laughs> right. bedtime. I'm asleep. That's what's up. What What up? I'm not. Uh, 877-MPB-RING <laughs> is the number if you want to join the conversation. All our lines are currently open. We're talking about parental controls for parents. You can let us know what kind of parental controls you incorporate in your household. Are you thinking about buying a tech device for your child slash student this school year and you need some advice? You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. Uh, if you have any questions or comments about cyber bullies or uh, how to monitor what your children are doing on social media or the internet in general. 877-MPB-RING is the number. That's 877-672-7464 or email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. And of course, if you have any general tech questions, you can call us with those as well. Um, so one thing that I'm seeing now, Ashley, is the schools are issuing students tech devices, so tablets and things like that. They're allowing students to bring their phones to school because they're going to incorporate them in the classroom, which is really cool and necessary. Um, So we can kind of talk about, uh, do you think it is mandatory now or a a requirement for children to know how to use tech devices going into school because it's just something that's kind of going to be a part of the curriculum moving forward? Um, It's definitely really helpful. The earlier they know how to operate things with touchscreens, um, the earlier they know how to operate things like tablets and computers, the easier time they're going to have in school. The or good, the grocery store. <laughs> or, or the grocery store or anywhere at this point. Yeah. But um, the good news is that even if they, if you don't have those devices at home, a library is a great place to take them. A lot of libraries have multimedia labs for children that include things like tablets where they can learn how to use them. And even if they don't get that, they'll teach them at school. Mm-hmm. A lot of because schools are issuing them out, even if they aren't issuing them, they have um, labs that have them in it so that they can learn how to use them. 
So it's definitely a part of our culture so intrinsic that you have to learn how to do it at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a caller to get to. Brian is on the road with a question. Good morning. Brian, what do you have for us? Good morning. How are y'all? Hey, doing well. Um, I've got a question about the camera thing you spoke of in the beginning of the program. Mm-hmm. Uh, what What is the issue with that, with that again about the uh, people being able to get in and what can we do to stop that? So um, what it has to do is with a uh, problem between um, with some particular hardware that's in certain Android devices, um, and it is a lot of them. Um, the and it, it essentially allows uh, a hacker to obtain root access to that phone. And when they have root access, they can control everything from finding, like, getting your GPS tracking information to getting access to your camera, access to the microphone, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, because I've had strange uh, uh, times with my phone with my, with my camera light will just come on, and another app is using your camera, but I can't figure out what it is or why it's doing it. So, yeah. So uh, what is what is the defense for that? So what you can do is um, the company involved has released some patches and you can go through and get some of those patches, but they're a little hard to get sometimes. Um, There is supposed to be a new broader security update coming out that should patch just about every phone that has this problem in the next couple of months. Um, It's, it's hard to know the easiest way to get it because a lot of it's dependent on your carrier, especially with an Android device because they push your updates for you. Okay. So um, it's it's a it's a hard thing. One thing that you can do is there's an app called Checkpoint that you can download, and it will look and see what you might be corner, currently vulnerable for, and offer some, including this particular vulnerability, and offer some solutions for you. Okay, thank you. Uh, also, I got a son that's nine, and he has a, one of the Amazon tablets. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, like I said, you were talking earlier about uh, shutting it down at certain hours. I didn't know there was an option. That, uh, how, do, how do I get that, that? So what you want to do is on the profile for that Android device, you want to make sure that she has a restricted profile that gives you the access to all the parental restrictions and controls. Uh-huh. And when you go in there, you'll be able to set it up. It has tons and tons of different options in there, and you should be able to go in and set it up through there. Okay, well, I thank you very much. Appreciate the mm-hmm. All right, Brian, thank you for your call. We appreciate it. We're going next to Wayne and Jackson, who has a question. Good morning, Wayne. Hey, I'm going to change my email address. Um, I'm paying AOL kind of money right now for that. Um, I need some suggestions. Uh, free is always good, and my Internet provider is Comcast. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, there are so many free email providers out there. Um, I think the standard these days is Google. Google's yeah. Gmail is free. That's what I use. It's fairly secure. And um, works with just about any device out there, so you can get it on your phone, you can use it on your computer, you can use it with Outlook, just about everything except Google. Um, and that's pretty much the standard, but there's tons of other options out there. Um, Yahoo, Outlook Mail is an option, and those are sort of, I think those are really like the big three. Should there be, a, should there be like a time period where they overlap? Yes, because what you're going to want to do is, when you get your new email address... You will want to set up the one that you currently have to forward your emails to your new one and to maybe also send out a reply that says, hey, my email address has changed. It's this now. There you go. Okay. Great. Hey, hey, Wayne, you said you were paying for your AOL email account? Well, yeah, that's, um, I'm paying AOL, you know, 
for however long now. Uh, that's where the email has been coming. So. Okay, because I've had AOL email since I was in high school, and I've never paid for anything. Like, what okay, are the... Well you, probably, well, you probably have AIM or whatever they call that. Okay. I was just curious about the kind of uh, features or amenities you get from paying for it. Um, I have no idea. I just see my email. Yeah, yeah right. I think you you should be able to get to your email now without having to pay for AOL. I think they, they've switched those services up in the last few years. Yeah. Um, they, one time they had something called AIM, A-I-M, something like that. Um, yeah, that was quite, that was a long, long time ago when they did that. Uh-huh. And just in recent years, they've switched to AOL itself being a free service. You'd only have to pay if you were using it to um, get your internet connectivity. Huh. Okay. Well, I'll, uh, I'll kind of look into that. Okay. Yeah. Thank, thank you for the information. Mm-hmm. All right, Wayne, thank you for your call. We need to take a break. The number is 877-MPB-RING if you want to join the conversation. If you have any general tech questions or comments, you can give us a call. If you need some assistance with your tech devices or any uh, interesting stories you want to share with us, call us at 877-MPB-RING. We're also talking about parental controls, taking care of tech devices issued to your students and children by schools, uh, monitoring your children's activities on the Internet. If you want to let us know how things work in your household, how do you incorporate parental controls 877-MPB-RING is the number that's 877-672-7464 all our lines are currently open you can also send an email to everydaytech at mpbonline.org we'll be back in just a moment This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent in studio with Ashley Jeffcoat, Digital Media Director for MPB. Today we've been talking about some things uh, that parents can use when it comes to their children and parental controls. School has begun, so we're talking about the various things you can do to monitor your children's use on the Internet. If you have any questions or comments about how to do that, you can give us a call. But if you have any general questions about your tech devices, you can call us as well. Any interesting tech stories you want to share, 877-MPB-RING is a number. We do have some lines open, 877-672-7464, or email everydaytech at MPB online. We're going to go back to the phones. Phil is in Hattiesburg with a comment. Good morning, Phil. Good morning. How are you? Doing well. Okay. Yeah, I was just going to say I'm a realtor, so I totally understand how people can say I do not want to put my phone on silent so I don't miss phone calls. Mm. And I happen to notice in Apple's phone, number one, you can actually allow calls from favorites even when it's actually silenced. And also, you can actually, there's a setting in there that you can click where it says if someone called you and it was an emergency, they hang up. And if they call within three minutes, it will still go through even when it's silenced. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. That's, again, the, the really awesome options for that kind of stuff that you have in an iPhone are pretty useful. I make good use of that. I've got that the setting turned on that if somebody calls me twice in a row within like three minutes, 
that it just goes through regardless of whether or not my phone is on silent. Okay, that's no, good. Hopefully you don't have any really annoying friends. Because <laughs> you feel oh, yeah. when you miss a call, you may miss some money as a realtor. So. <laughs> that's right. We can't let that happen. Right. Thank you for your call, uh, Phil. We appreciate it. Thank you. You're- All right. Uh, Brad is in Columbus with a Windows 10 question. Good morning, Brad. Good morning, ladies. How are you? Hey, doing good. well. All right, a Windows 10 question. And I don't think I'm alone, and a lot of people don't like Windows 10. I was running Windows 8 on a laptop on a little home network wirelessly. Uh, an HP printer hooked up, uh, you know, my media to the tele- to the television, etc. Mm-hmm. Upgrade to Windows 10, and it loses the printer. You can see the printer on the network map, but you can't print. You have to reinstall the printer over and over again. It's like it's wiping the drivers. And the same is happening at work where I have a network. Three PCs are running Windows 7 Pro. Another one is running Windows 10. All of them were plug and play, started right off the bat, and would print to the network printer. But the Windows 10 machine doesn't even see the printer. Any ideas there? Or we're probably going to just reinstall Windows 8, back up everything to the cloud and install Windows 8. We so, can't stand Windows 10. <laughs> I mean, if you can't stand it for multiple reasons, I don't see any reason why not to just switch back to something that you're more familiar with. Windows 10 is more secure than Windows 8, um, and they do fix and have a number of vulnerability fixes that are that are there. But um, they do continue to support Windows 8. So if you don't, if you don't, if you decide to roll back, it's not a huge deal. Yeah, um, do you know of any reason why we just can't seem to keep the driver on? Windows 10, or even why the network at my workplace. Yeah. You, 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 you can't even, you can't even, you know, for instance, if you're going to scan a document to the computer from the printer, it sees all the other three, but it will not see the Windows 10. So my question, my first question is, when you have to reinstall the drivers for these printers, how are you doing it? Just uh, going to HP, mm-hmm. finding the printer reinstalling you know over the internet yeah over the um have you don't have a diskette yeah yeah have you um tried using their actual their installer tool in windows 10 i'm sure okay we tried a billion different things (laughs) we've mapped out the ip address we've changed yeah you know from now it works fine obviously when when you wire it direct but uh, wirelessly it'll just work a while and then all of a sudden it'll quit so you're sitting on the laptop and you're on the couch and want to print something and it says can't print. Yeah. I'm wondering, there could be a couple of different things. I'll do some research and see what I can find that specifically has to do with uh, Windows printing, Windows 10 and uh, wireless printing and seeing if there's a known issue with that out there with yeah, that. Yeah, well, we've, we've checked forums. And of course, you don't get much help out of Microsoft. <laughs> no, I don't know anything off the top of my head. I um know. Well, but, we'll but, prob- don't don't go through any effort. We'll probably just roll on back to eight. <laughs> so the, the laptop's not but about a year and a half old. Anyway, yeah. So. Well, good luck. All right, Brad. Thank you for your call. We appreciate it. Uh, the next call is Danzy Dansby, who's in Meridian with a question. Good morning, Dansby. Yes, uh, I'm called about my password. Okay. Every time I uh, type it in. They say it's the wrong password. So I was wondering, is there anything I can do to make that right? Okay. Who is your email service provider? 
uh, uh, what is it, uh, uh, Google? So when you have forgotten your Google password, your no, Gmail. Yahoo, Yahoo. Yahoo. Okay. So when you have forgotten your password on Yahoo, um, there is an option to recover that password. So what you'll do is um, you'll have to go into the little sign-in helper that they have. It's usually like if you're trying to sign in, there's a little button that says forgot your password. You'll click on that and you'll have to know what your ID is. So long as you still know what that part is, they can help you. Um, they will probably, but the way they normally do it with an email is that they're going to ask you um, a st- one of your secret questions that you set up when you first made the account. And if you can answer the secret questions correctly, it will let you to type, it'll allow you to type in a new password. So you'll want to look for that forgot your password link when you try to type it in. And you want to go straight to Yahoo's website to do this. Okay, then. Thank you very much, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, Dansby, thank you so much for your call. Um, and as a follow-up to our caller, Brad, because I have the curse of procrastination, I missed <laughs> my window to update Windows 10 for free. So what happens now? Can I just stick with Windows 8? You can. All right. That solves it. I'm going to do that. <laughs> uh, oh, well, we're going to get to this this topic here before we uh, go back to the phones. Um, when it comes to if, if the school issues your child or student a tech device, mm-hmm. how do you take care of that so you won't have to pay for it <laughs> as a parent? So most of the time when the school issues those devices, they do issue them with a case. So mm-hmm. number one job as a parent make sure that case stays on that equipment mm-hmm. do not allow it to come off because um that's your number one protection there are a couple of other safety precautions you can do um make sure first of all that your child isn't using the device and like eating at the same time okay. crumbs spilled drinks all of those are terrible for tech devices in any shape or form so you want to make sure that they don't Use it with sticky fingers because that's a great way to get the buttons stuck on it or to cause some other interesting problems. So make sure that that is one of your priorities. Make sure that if they are using it, that they aren't like running around with it. It's a sit down and do activity, not a run around and do activity. Um, And that'll keep them from maybe accidentally dropping it and throwing it. Now, the case that they have on it should protect it from most of those kind of damages. So um, like I said, number one priority, keep the case on it. Okay. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, uh, we'll continue the conversation. We'll talk about uh, protecting your children from social media predators, cyber bullies. Should you be your child's friend on Facebook? The better question is, will they allow you to be their friend on Facebook? 877-MPB-RING is the number if you have any questions about parental controls or monitoring your children's activities on the Internet. 877-672-7464. And if you have any general tech questions or comments, there's plenty of time for you to give us a call. We do have some lines open 877 MPB ring or email everyday tech at mpbonline.org. We'll be back in just a moment. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. 
To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. And welcome back to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm Sherita Brent in studio with Ashley Jeffcoat, Digital Media Director for MPB. And this morning we've been talking about variety of things, parental controls, monitoring your children's internet activities, taking care of those tech devices issued by the school. Uh, Before we went to that last break, we were talking about Windows 10. My mom said Windows 10 sucks. I went back to my (laughs) old version. (laughs) So there you go. She doesn't like it. All right. That's that. So uh, like mother, like daughter, I guess. And uh, we have some calls to get to, but I wanted to ask really quickly about uh, Facebook. You know, as these Olympics have been going on, We've been seeing some interesting comments being made about yep. some of the Olympic performers. Some commentator made a made a comment about one of the gymnasts' uh, adoptive parents not being her real parents. Somebody mm-hmm. else was commenting on Gabby Douglas's uh, hair, and so <laughs> you know, it's such a great husband that she won the gold medal. It's all thanks to her husband. There was that comment made, right? So these are the things that people have to deal with. Also, children have to deal with these things when they are on social media, teens, cyberbullying is a thing. So as a parent, do you think parents should be the Facebook friends of their children? That's really, really not cool. But how do you kind of keep an eye on your kids, make sure they're not uh, getting cyberbullied? That is the number one thing that you can, that's one of the easier things you can do, but even that's not going to protect them. Mm. Because they could still get text mess, they could still get instant messages, they could get text messages, they can be bullied in so many different ways that you might never see. So part of it is having an open discussion with your kids about what it looks like. What is cyberbullying? And let them know that you're there to help them if something like that happens. That if someone says something to them that they that makes them feel uncomfortable or hurt, to let their parents know. And you do you recommend they could just block that person really quickly? Yes, I highly recommend blocking reporting. If it's another kid, I'm all about bringing the other parents involved, making sure that the other parents know, hey, your kid's doing this to my kid. Mm -hmm. Can you like talk, say something to him and send some some angry emojis, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That that red (laughs) angry face with the "Mm." yeah, that one, one, a whole bunch of that one and put it in all caps to know you. So they'll know you mean business. Mm -hmm. Don't do any of those things when you. I'm hollering at you. Okay. Don't do any of those things. Ask nicely. You, I've seen some 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 real arguments. My mom has like kind of tried to <laughs> go off on people. I'm like, Mom, I'm 29 years old. I can handle myself. If I post a funny video and somebody will say, oh, that's not funny. My mom will type, don't you talk about my baby. It's like, I'm a grown woman. All right. Uh, lots of calls to get to. Danny is in Bolton. Good morning, Danny. What do you have for us? Yeah, morning. Hey, hey what I, do you have for us? I sent my daughter a, a personal check once in a while and she takes a picture of it in order to deposit it mm-hmm. is that is that secure is that at risk or being hacked or what so um the way most of that works is that the app itself the bank app gets the picture and does not store it locally on the phone so it's not something that's usually sitting around on your phone that has all the account information or anything um, and the banks move that information very securely they have a lot of regulations that guide how they can do stuff like that so it, it's usually quite safe. Yeah, Danny, okay. I do it. Um, so far, so good. Uh, and it, it's it's very convenient. It keeps you from going to the bank. I guess my question is, after you take a picture of the check, how do you dispose of that check? Just tear it um, up? Or? I write void on it. Oh, okay. So that the check can't be used again. Smart. And um, then oh, okay. you can tear it up, shred it, whatever you want to do with it. All right. Danny, okay. there you have it. 
thank you much. Thank you for your call. We're going next to Pat in Alabama who has a question about Windows 10. Good morning, Pat. Good morning. Um, my question is I have Windows 10, and about every three months it decides it doesn't want to reboot. So I have to do an F12 and bring up the hard drive and then do a restore. Mm-hmm. And then I have to go back and put my programs in and my new passwords. So how do I get this funky uh, Windows 10 off my computer and get another uh, Windows 10 on there? <laughs> um, that will work. <laughs> so um, to because it does sound like there, there's definitely something that went wrong in your Windows 10 installation. So to roll back to Windows 8.1 or an older version of Windows, whatever version you had before, you'll go through the start menu and then to settings. And then under update and security, there's an option for recovery. And in there you can tell it to roll back or go back to this earlier version of Windows um, and reinstall. The problem that you may run into is that Windows 10 is no longer free. So you may not be able to get the upgrade again for free. Okay. You might have to buy it. But I, I can get, I can roll back for yes. free. Yes, you can roll back for free. Okay. I do love Windows 10 when it works. Oh, well, that's good. It's <laughs> yeah. just a problem of, you know, I, I love everything when it works. Right. <laughs> okay, thanks for your information. All right, Pat, thank you so much. All right, leaving Alabama, going back to Mississippi. Valerie's in Jackson with a question. Good morning, Valerie. Hi, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes when I'm like sending emails out and instead of retyping, um, the text within the body of the email itself, I like to cut and paste. Mm-hmm. But when I, when I, uh, send the cut and paste message, it's like the, uh, there are like big gaps within, um, you know, between each paragraph. Yeah. And I was just wondering, is there a way to correct that? format um when you are pasting into are you pasting into like an outlook window or into another browser window like are you using the web interface for your email client uh mm, well let's see i'm not too tech savvy oh that's okay (laughs) the question really is do you go to their website when you send emails are you on their website are you using something like outlook um outlook i use outlook okay um, so when you are in Outlook, you can go in and do a special paste. So that's under um, edit and you'll see paste. And then there's also like an option for paste special. And when you do that, you'll be able to tell it to paste without formatting. And that's what you want to do. Oh, okay. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Enjoying the show. Okay. Cool. Valerie, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, Windows 10 question for my mom. I don't want the Windows 10 advertisement box still popping up on my screen. How do I get rid of it? Because I don't want Windows 10. It's really hard to get rid of. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me look and see because there's a whole bunch of different methods. There's some in, There is actual software that people have made to get rid of that little update. Yeah, it's, so, but it won't just go away after a while anyway after it passes that free download uh, window. Um, that's you, what mine did. Yeah, it should. It okay. should go away now that it's not free anymore. Um, but it it should stop giving you that. So just make sure that you have all the latest versions, the latest updates on your computer, and see mm-hmm. if that helps. But um, yeah, it it should stop uh bothering you now that it's not free anymore. Okay. 
Uh, last call goes to Zana, who's in Vicksburg with a question. Good morning. How you doing? Hey. Uh, okay. Hope you can. I hope you can help me. Uh, I've got a Samsung S six axis. Um, I heard. I found out that they you can't um, plug your phone directly into the TV anymore because they don't have MHL. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to find a way to stream from my phone to the TV. But I don't have any access to like a router for like Chromecast. Do they make an adapter so I can do that? Hmm. I'm trying to think. Most of the things that do that now do it through um. Do it through your router. Yeah. So, I mean, you can always. I don't. Do you happen to just have a router by chance? Uh, I might have one. Because you can but always. I, I, just set up a network and then just use because the network, the local network that you need to connect to Chromecast to make it work doesn't require an internet connection. Oh, okay. So if you just set up a local network, that will work. Okay, All right. I thought you had, I thought you had to have internet access. Yeah, you should be able to do it so that you're connected to the network so you can connect to the Chromecast, but still use your data connection to stream things to your TV. All right, John, thank you for your call. Ashley, what's your joke? We got 30 seconds. Um, two uh, jumper cables walked into a bar. The bartender looked at him and said, well, I'll serve you, but don't start anything. <laughs> Good one, Jonas gives applause. <laughs> Thanks, Ashley. Thanks, Jonas, for running our board. Sam Wells was our call screener. Coming up next, Southern Remedy, so stay tuned. This is Think Radio on MPB.